I'm excited to like actually properly talk to you. Oh, um, yeah, me too. Because yeah. we barely know each other. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much for agreeing to it. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me. No problem. Um, I thought I'd start off by telling a funny story about what happened at the protest yesterday. Oh, yes. Tell me um, about the protest. Obviously, it was very serious. Mm. And it was actually hard. Um, we were standing up near the front and like there's kids with them like which is really sad like oh, little, little sad. bigots in training like and then teenagers like recording our side and stuff now the guards kept us very separate so like drowning her out wasn't really a possibility oh, shit. but it just kind of became a counter protest we did make loads of noise and stuff yeah <clears throat> me most of all i think um <laughs> but yeah the I, I found it very hard to look at so like i was near the front for a lot, a lot of it but then i i was like okay i'm just gonna move back now and just yeah. focus on i don't know making noise and bask in the spirit of um, solidarity a bit more. That's so wanky, but um, (laughs) when we were near the front, oh God, um, the organiser was there and he was on the mic and then uh, they were like doing their chants and stuff and then uh, it went quiet and I was like this... Posey Parker is a bitch. I was. I started that chant, <laughs> yeah. and the organizer, literally, who I've never met before in my life, goes, "Layla, <laughs> oh, no. can you keep it down for a sec? This woman's trying to make a speech. I got called out by name by someone you don't even know. I, d- I don't know him. Amazing. Never met him before in my your, life. Your impact. And to I be just was like, and then my friend was like. Did he just silence you? And I was like, no, there's like somebody was making a really impassioned speech. And I was like, whoops, there's me fucking screaming. You should have had your own little mini counter protest in the middle of the counter protest against the guy silencing you. I kept getting, I kept getting everyone around me to be like, one, two, three, bitch. And then we'd all go, bitch. Um, But yeah, you you had to keep the spirits up somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It also went on for hours. They did. Yeah, we were there for like three hours standing there in the rain. Screaming, like I'm surprised I have any voice left. Yeah, um, Jesus. banging pots, really and yeah, it was miserable. It was the hardest, like, um, bit of activism I've ever done in my life. Um, yeah, and I hate anything that feels like hard work. Well, yeah, of course. But it's, but it's not yeah. what we're made for. We're too pretty <laughs> for that. Yeah, I think the worst thing I hate about it is like. I keep clicking into fucking comment sections. Comment sections. Don't yeah. Like, no, don't do that. Why am I doing that? Yeah, but I know. But like, it's like. Um, someone's trying to I into thought the someone studio. Was knocking. No, no one's, um, no one's knocking. I'm just terrified because I'm. Her. I'm she's <laughs> here. No, she's not. I'm sitting in front of the door. I did invite her on. Did you? No. <laughs> <laughs> you just sat there for an hour and gone. Parker Posey is a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it started this real big conversation about. And people are so fucking uneducated about it. People are wild about mm. it. And um, a friend of mine was posting some of the comments that she got back on Twitter. I refuse to call it X Twitter. Yes. Um, Dead name it. <laughs> 100%. That's what Elon Musk deserves. Yes. Um, and she's a cis woman. Mm. But because she had posted in support Support. of trans people she was getting all these like transphobic and fatphobic comments yeah um but one of them one of the reads was kind of cunt it was like (laughs) (laughs) one of the people was like um just because you're as big as two people doesn't mean you can call yourself they i was like (laughs) (laughs) okay that kind of ate that was amazing is surprisingly intelligent for I was a right wing like, person. A fucking yes. brilliant insult, but also fuck you. Yes, yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, the vitriol is just disgusting. Yeah, I don't know what is there to do about it. Um, 
Well, the thing is that um, trans people are going to continue to exist. Well, that's it. Um, like, what are anywhere. they arguing against? Oh. A, an actual factual existence that exists in the world. Like, So many of them were flown in from England, though, when we were laughing about this. I went for lunch afterwards, and there was um, another trans person there, and we were laughing because they were chanting no to self-ID. And we were like... We've had self ID since twenty fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> went to twenty fourteen. It's like you don't even know what you're against. Catch like, up, babes. Here. Yeah, that, that's not going away, though. No, no, no. Um, that's England yeah. that you're thinking of. They um, do get very confused, the poor Brits. Yeah, yeah. No, because so many of them were brought over. Um, Graham Linehan came over and stuck his middle finger up at us, and I was like, "Father, dad is shit." Oh, <laughs> that's like, such a tragedy. The IT crowd is overrated. Transphobic. Prick. No, because actually, I do like Father Ted. How could you not like Father I know, Ted? I know. I'm sorry. I um, don't like Harry Potter, so that's fine. Yeah, okay, that's um, fine. I, that passed me by as well, because I'm, yeah. um, well, I'm too old anyway. But, um, yeah. I um, There's a fabulous drag brunch going on upstairs, and if that's being picked up, um, sorry about that, but I, uh, they look, well, seem like they're enjoying themselves. Sorry, and you're welcome. It's, yeah, it's fab. 100%, yeah. and that is the great thing about being in the creative hub that is the Bernard Shaw. Mm, anyway, here. let's start the podcast. Let's! <laughs> um, Welcome to Free Drinks at Layla's, the podcast where I, Layla Beatty, have a drink with a guest and discuss the topic du jour. My guest this week is Michelle McCormick, podcaster, fat bitch, and very intelligent person. Um, busy weekend very busy weekend mm-hmm. I was at your live show on Thursday mm-hmm. night yeah Friday night I went to a friend Thanks show and then another show where I bumped into PJ again mm-hmm. and we couldn't figure out who was stalking who <laughs> probably me stalking him um, and then last night I went to a fetish party and today I'm here nice. so woo. very busy yes very busy I didn't know you were... Oh, no, I did know that, actually. Yeah, you're you're into the fetish scene. Yes, 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 yes. Mm. What's that like? I was. I did the kink scene for a while. Did you? Yeah. Um, I won't name any specifics, but... What's it like? Well, I've been on the kink scene for, like, 10 years more, if you count the pandemic. And um, I think I've taken a very traditional journey with it, where at first you're, like, totally enamored with this amazing, like, community yep. of people. And you're like, wow, everybody is so open-minded and la 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 And then eventually you realize it's just a microcosm of the real world and it's full of abusers and predators and really horrible people and creeps and um, yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at with it now. I'm still trying to have a good time. Yeah, good, good. I'm glad glad you didn't run from it because it needs more good people in it. Well, look, this is a whole podcast in and of itself, but um, there was an incident um, last year, came to light earlier this year. and sort of as a result of that, I had posted a thing trying to get like event organizers to maybe be a little bit more accountable and more transparent about their practices in terms of like, how I think they deal I know with, about this incident. I think I heard about this. Yes. Yeah. How they deal with like uh, allegations of consent violation, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and um, as part of that, I've been working with the Dublin Rape Crisis Centre to host some workshops for event organisers on the scene and stuff. Well done. Thank you. Um, but you would swear I was like 
doing a witch hunt against moderators and people who work at events and saying that they're terrible wrong about people who abuse everyone. So it hasn't really gone down very well with a lot of that (laughs) crowd. Does it it ever? And that's it's very disillusioning. Yeah, of course, it's very disillusioning. But um, I'm trying to keep on keeping on because I know that that's the function of rape culture yeah is to make it so hard for you to speak out that yeah, you just give up silence voices and stuff you like just that, give up so, yeah so i'm like every time i'm like oh fuck this like it's not worth it i'm like no wait that that's exactly how this is supposed to work yeah it's supposed to make me give up and then i'm like i'm not gonna give up so yeah oh fair play it's not an easy thing to do so hard i've been on a little break from it but yeah but summer is a busy time you know i'm a popular gal so maybe i'll get back to it in the winter okay second everyone's holes holes again yeah well if Both i can, never, if I can never do anything to to Thanks. help do let me know i don't know what i could do but um yeah we are drinking what are we drinking sheppies low alcohol classic cider i've never had a cider before i don't think you've never had a cider before i don't do any of that stuff beer <laughs> beer or class a's only yeah <laughs> i don't drink um, no but it um it's actually really nice it's refreshing i know but i'm afraid to develop a taste for this because um I, it doesn't fit in with my with with what i what i want i like to have a glass of wine in hand or a cocktail you know yeah yeah yeah. no yeah. a pint with a straw and it isn't really the brand <laughs> But I'm enjoying it. I actually am. Um, and it's nice to be low alcohol. Because um, yep. on the episode with PJ is going to come out in two weeks, I think. And I'm a bit nervous because we were, <laughs> me and PJ were both very drunk. Oh, doing but it was that. really good. Good. I was I'm not drunk. I was hear. sober. So, okay. Because um, I was driving again. Okay. I can trust your judgment then. It was really, really good. Yeah. Okay. And I was, when I was talking to PJ on Friday, he's like, I have very little recollection of anything that I said. I was like, don't worry, babes. It was all good. Yeah. He behaved very yeah. well. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's just, we just got out of control as, as you do. Um, but yeah. Okay. Are you ready for the topic? I am. To say that it has kept me up at night would be an understatement. Really? No, you, no, no oh, that's God. a lie. But I'm very excited. I want to okay. know. I'm very, no- get very nervous. I'm, no- I'm a nosy topic. person, so I've yeah. been dying to find out. Okay, well, I think we're, it's a meaty one for us. Um, the topic du jour is Hit It Nile. Bodies. Yay! Yay! Oh my god, I have one of those. Exactly. Ah, yeah, I thought you were uniquely qualified because yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the, that person that has body. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I know you talk about this a lot. Um, yeah, body positivity, so, fat acceptance, yeah. all that jazz. Yeah, hundred percent. And I, um, yeah, I, I used to talk about this a lot. Um, don't so much anymore. But mm. um, I'm looking forward to. Swapping opinions. Yeah, I think this will be very interesting because we're coming at it from two very different perspectives. Very different, yeah. yes. Okay, so um, how is your relationship with your body at the moment? At the moment, the, my relationship with my body is really good. Okay. Um, I'm pretty lucky in that um, I have spent a lot of time working on my relationship with my body mm-hmm. and processing everything and going through a lot. So I'm in a position now, I would say probably for the past like five maybe even ten years that I've been in a pretty good place with it brilliant um but sometimes I think people look at someone who portrays themselves as very confident and fully body confident and thinks that they never have like a wobble or a bad day or whatever and that's of course not the case because everybody does definitely everybody has days where they're like "Mm, no 
Yeah. I do not want to be perceived. Yeah. And then you have other days when you're like, yes. Yeah. You're serving, right? Definitely. Um, But on the whole, like I'm very, I think my body image is very stable now. And I have days where I'm like, oh my God, I were you the hottest thing that's ever existed. <laughs> and then I have days where I'm like, wow, you look like a thumb. Um, And the good days are more than the bad days. What do you think is that's all we can ever really Definitely, ask for? Yeah. For sure. I'm in a really similar place. And like, that I was like, I'm glad to hear you say that like, it always changes because it's like anything. Like you have good hair days. Mm. Like I have days when I'm sad for no reason. I have days when I'm angry for no reason. Like yeah. that kind of thing. Well, actually plenty of reasons. But, uh, <laughs> but um, the, like, yeah, some days you just, you're not feeling your body or whatever. And yeah. like, I don't know. The only thing you can really do is just try and not go into the negative spirals um, or whatever and try and yeah recognize the voice and keep it quiet. But like, yeah, they, I don't think it's a, a realistic thing. I don't, I don't think anyone yeah, looks at themselves 100% of the time and likes what they see. Completely not. And I think this is one of the things about mainstream body positivity, which I'll separate from fat liberation, fat acceptance, right? Mm-hmm. Mainstream body positivity has turned very quickly almost quite toxic yeah in a way that it's like oh well if you actually don't love your body then you're just as tragic as you know someone who is dieting like if you don't fully love yourself like ew like yeah, you know 100%. that's as bad as not wanting to be like and that's not healthy yeah of course um but of course like every liberation movement turns into the gets purest kind of capitalized and and all that shit um and i think that's really unhealthy and unhelpful because while of course like we have to live in our bodies our whole entire lives and your body is a big part of your sense of self Mm -hmm. as women in particular i think the patriarchy really makes it this thing that is the most important thing about you yeah when it is not the most important thing about you it's not even remotely the most important thing about you and we grow up just obsessed with our bodies constantly and it's like the number one thing in your life that you have to try and like control and perfect and worry about and whatever yeah and it's just so unnecessary like it's just a vehicle that gets you through this life definitely um and i think if you can if if you can reconcile yourself to that and just kind of decenter your body image in favor of you actually living your life, you'll just be much happier, I think. Definitely. One, one of my things that, when I am, even when I am having a bad day, one little mantra that I have for myself is like, if I'm feeling bad or I'm like, oh, I don't like this outfit on me and I'm like, oh, I want to change or I want to go out or I'm not really sure about doing this thing or that thing. I'm like, am I going to let my my body stop me doing something? And then I'm like, uh, no. Yeah. Fuck no. Like 100%. that's not like that's not how I want to live. Of so course. I mean I'm lucky in that I've managed to get myself to that place, but I just think we elevate our bodies and how we look into this position of like almost dictating how we live our lives and that's just tragic. Definitely. Definitely. It's so tragic. Yeah. The struggle with like it limiting I think so many people let their bodies limit what they do. Yeah. Like how someone and I understand it because like but like I, I it makes me really sad that somebody doesn't like strive to kind of rise above that that they yeah. just accept that as a state of 
a state of being because yeah. we all have things like we're insecure about and like it took me a long time to like get into a bikini or like um even just a swimsuit like all that kind of stuff you know yeah. but like working through that and everything it's been like the most rewarding thing ever now I don't swim because I hate the sea but yeah. um I, I sit by a pool and <laughs> and that feels great <laughs> um but yeah I, I just it's just a really sad state of affairs yeah. and then yeah the whole thing with this whole purism like it's like any any fucking thing that gets co-opted by the internet it just becomes yeah a competition and a stri- striving for a perfection absolutely um, even if it's yeah oh i don't know it's just exhausting not, it's not like productive it's not a productive way to live to be like okay so i have to stop hating myself now and that becomes the new thing that you have to try to do instead of trying to be thin yeah and i think both are equally unachievable mm-hmm. to perfectly love your body all of the time yeah it's just as unachievable as changing your body size or shape to be much smaller than you are naturally meant to be definitely um and both are just such a waste of you know this one beautiful life that we're all given that's very trite but like no definitely it's such a waste of time yeah um one of the things that that kind of i think this was a real pivotal moment for me in, in my journey with my body because I was a quote unquote normal sized child, let's say. Okay. And so when I started to hit puberty, um, I started to put on weight. And so Mm -hmm. like the first time I ever, the first times I ever became aware that I was bigger than I was, again, quote unquote, supposed to be, was like relatives and stuff being like, oh, don't worry now. That's all puppy fat. Like that will all fall off and stuff like that. And that completely gave me a complex. Of course. Um, I had like family members being like, let's, let's start a a hobby of going for a walk in the evening. And so it's like, okay, I'm not an idiot. Yeah. Once I had my aunt say that she would give me a hundred euro if I lost like X amount of weight or whatever, when I was like a tween, mad stuff, right? And this is all out of concern and love and like people who want you to not be not be shamed even though yeah. they're actively shaming you i know they yeah. want to try and protect you i recognize that it just makes me so angry for it's, young you it's so it is it, and it completely gave me a complex where i never had a complex before yeah but then in early college i watched this um video series of videos called fat rant by um an actress called joy nash okay and one of the things there's three of them they're really good one of the um lines in the first video she's like you know when you take out a photo of yourself from 10 years ago or when you were a teenager and you look at that photo and you're like oh my god like I was so cute and I was so skinny and I wasn't anywhere near as big as I thought I was and I was adorable like why am I all covered up like why wasn't I showing off more like why didn't I know how gorgeous I was yeah and then she's like, think about you in 10 years taking Doing out a this. photo of you today mm-hmm. and you'll have the exact same reaction. Like, oh my God, I was so young. I was so cute. I looked so amazing. And why didn't I know how amazing I was? And I was like, oh my God, like I related to that so much. Yeah. And that really flipped a switch for me of being like, wait, this is actually just all the construction in your head. Yeah. And you can change it. Yeah. You can change how you think of yourself because Definitely. that's all programming. Yeah. It's all programming. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Something that I had to do, do, I think this is the first time I'll ever have kind of acknowledged this, to be honest, but like something I had to deprogram was like my perception of other people's bodies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which like, obviously we're taught taught to do, but like, yeah, I was surprised how much easier that was than deprogramming. It's much easier. To just be kinder to other people than to be kinder to yourself. Completely. Um, Even as someone who's fat, like one of the first things that I had to do 
to deprogram myself was to stop myself being like, oh, well, at least I'm not as big as her. Oh, yeah. Like, that's nasty. Mm -hmm. And then when you stop yourself doing that, then you can kind of retrain yourself to also not do it to yourself. Yeah. Um, But I'm interested for you, like, have you had... I'm wondering, like, have you had to have, like, two reckonings, like, with your body? Like, you're changing body, like, through your transition, and then you're changing body, like, post-transition? Like, how do you feel yeah. about it, like, going from beginning to present female to becoming more feminine? Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I get yeah, you. Yeah. I mean, like, I was anorexic as a teenager, um, which definitely was a manifestation of, like, my horror at what puberty was doing. Um, and just, yeah, but I, I just, I, I just couldn't feed myself at all. Mm. Um, it was very difficult. Um, and yeah, my, like my mom and I, we struggled a lot then because there weren't very many resources. I hope there's better resources these days, but like, especially when you're a, what you see as a boy, yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. know, um, doctors wouldn't have taken it as seriously, I don't think. And, no, and yeah, definitely not. Um, but yeah, like, so then I did like an anorexia program when I was like 19, um, in Pat's most amazing thing I ever did, um, absolutely saved me from what would have been a lifetime of just deprivation and misery. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I've watched it save a lot of other people and stuff like that. So like there, there was that reckoning of having to, um, yeah, of having to gain weight. And yes. especially because when I started wearing dresses and everything, like mm. I had I had done that before. I started this eating disorder program and the biggest thing I modelled and stuff and the biggest thing people used to say is, oh my God, you look amazing in dresses. You're so slim, blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah. And all that kind of shit. And like, that was really hard because I remember thinking if I didn't, like I love wearing dresses and stuff like that, but I remember thinking if I didn't, dress this way if I have a, if I had a different style my body wouldn't be so perceivable and stuff like mm. that and that was like it, it was hard to get to that point yeah, um yeah, yeah. of like not worrying about it the the model of the eating disorder program we've talked about on this podcast before is that like you start it's like a family like we all look after mm-hmm. each other all the girls and stuff like that there is no bitchiness tolerated like Amazing. no way um and through wanting health and happiness for the other girls and some men, um, you start to realise, oh, well, I, I actually deserve that too. Kind yeah, of. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they do all that in a very, like, vague and unintentional, like, not not drilling it <laughs> into you, but that, that's kind of the realisation yeah. you come away with. Um, yeah, so then I thought, okay, well, you know, I have my body sorted and everything, and then, but, like, You're I like, wanted... Tick. Yeah, tick, done, <laughs> done. perfect now. Um, but, like, I, I did want surgery, I always had... Um, and obviously it's such a hard thing to imagine what surgery is going to be like. Yeah. You're changing your genitals. Like, mm. you don't know what that's going to feel like. Like, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. and it's so, like, it's such a phenomenon of not being able to really explain. Yeah. Why you want it or whatever. Uh-huh. Like, there's just, there's, you can't put that into words. I still can't. No, of course. Um, so I had the surgery and yeah, then there was the shock. And um, I talked about that on my show a lot, like how kind of shocked I was by... Mm how not easy it was yeah. and how not easy it continues to be. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. I'm going to have sex today after this. <gasps> That's very exciting. Yeah. I had sex last night. Oh, good. Woo! <laughs> sluts! I'm sluts together. I'm hoping it goes well because it's been a long time since I felt um, okay with a partner. Yeah. Because I've been figuring out my vagina. Your bits. Uh, yeah. And then I'm just such a... It used to be so quick before to pleasure yourself. Like, oh, oh I, 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 I miss, yeah. miss that. 
I miss the simplicity. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I'm just in a real point of, like, um, now I'm so body confident and stuff yes. like that. And, like, the especially, like, the best thing is just being able to wear clothes without being conscious that I used to have, like... A penis, like something that traditionally you're not supposed to have on a dress or yeah. in a bikini or whatever, and mm-hmm. um, that's lovely. But then there's yeah the added thing of trying to get get my pleasure back. Yeah, um, gosh, that is a huge challenge. Like, and as a cis woman, where like I suppose as well, there's something about fatness where it's not something that you can hide. It's it's an insecurity if you are insecure about it, that everybody can see on your body and they project it onto you. Yeah. Which I'm sure is not to draw like equivalences could be similar in a way to trans people who wish to pass or are trying to pass. Yeah. People can see it and they project it onto you and you're like, oh wait, no, hang on. I was feeling good. And now you've said something that has reminded me that I am other. Yeah. You know, I think that parallel is, is is a good one. Um, so that's definitely, like that is difficult but also there's definitely an element of fake it till you make it um as a fat cis woman where you can especially now in this climate where the fat liberation and fat positivity is more mainstream and body positivity is more mainstream there is a community there for you to be like yes like you know you can go and like get that praise or whatever yeah but the 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 normies who hate fat people or hate whatever or hate anything that's different they're always lurking around the corner of course. to take you down a peg yeah. um but luckily now that doesn't really touch me anymore okay good i don't know if you saw if maybe like a month ago or something a guy had been messaging me on field i did and, see oh this, my uh, god it was we crazy about it. it's he was like um we had matched or something and he had said hey and i just didn't respond to him and then a few days later, um, I was uh, away in Wicklow with friends and he sent like five, four, like four or five messages like oh. in a row trying to get my attention. Yeah. And so I messaged him back and I was like, dude, like I'm away with family, like chill the fuck out. Yeah. And he absolutely lost his shit. He was like, who are you to talk to me like that? Like, la, 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 la. So I just blocked him on field. Then he found me on Instagram and like launched into this oh, fat phobic tirade of yeah. like, oh, morbidly obese pig, you're disgusting, la 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 la. And I'm like, my friend, you're trying to get stuck into me not yeah, 20 minutes ago. Like, make up your mind, babe. You're laughing at yourself. Like, make up your mind, babe. Honestly. Like, either you're actually attracted to me and you hate yourself for that. Or you'd literally put your dick in the crack of a door. Like, yeah. neither it's, of which is a good look for you. It's definitely the former as well. Yeah, like, like definitely. It's, it's, it's really tragic, but, and it's horrible to find out. It's a horrible thought that I try not to dwell on too much, that often people can be outwardly supportive and outwardly nice to you, but still, like, harbour that narrative in their That heads. must be really hard. I had a, such a similar thing. I um, I had sex with a guy. I went on a date with him and I we were having sex for a while and then he um he kind of ghosted me a bit mm. afterwards it wasn't like in a serious way or whatever but it was grand he, and then I was at a party like uh, weeks later and he came back into my messages and texted me and I just said like listen you know like um it was really nice to meet you um had a great time but I'm not looking for this basically like you know uh, yeah. and because at the time I was looking for a relationship and uh but I was like best of luck with everything blah 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 and he came and comes back with like uh 
okay, you man freak. Like, you know, and it's just what? like, it's just the exact same thing. Like, it's just oh like God. him being like, how dare you? Like, you're my, you're my thing. You're, you're what I want. Like, and how dare you actually say no or stand up for yourself? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. And, and then they, they turn around and again, it's just like, yeah, but you're the one who had sex with me. Like, and then yeah, you exactly. think this, like, you think that you're having sex with a man freak. Like, that, that's, <laughs> that's your brain, babe. Yeah, look at your life. Um, look at your choice. Yeah. But also, I was like, did you have to do that at a party? Like, like yeah, put me in no, a bad it's mood. It's unnecessary. Like, sometimes Very you just unnecessary. like, think, sometimes you can just not say things. Do you mm, else? Um, 100%. No, it's horrible. Um, the perception thing must be hard because, like, for me, if somebody's transphobic, I'm kept very separate from them. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like, they're not going to be in the same bars as me and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Like, if I'm, obviously, if I'm, like... Well, I, I have safe spaces, okay, yes. uh, is, is what I say. But, like, do you feel like you have safe spaces from claphobia? <laughs> not really. Yeah. <laughs> um, I Within my, my bubble that I curate for myself, like, yeah. online or whatever, uh, some people, some people feel like they have to be in the trenches let's say like battling against uh, or whatever no yeah. sorry i'm gonna protect my peace 100%. and i'm gonna make myself a little libtard bubble mm-hmm. online of people who all agree with me and i'm very happy in my little echo chamber thank you yes. so much that's why i want to live my life and to a certain extent with my friend group and stuff as well it is very much like that for the most part yeah because obviously you can't make someone deprogram themselves like someone can be nice to you a fat person but still be like oh god like i have to go to swimming world this week and oh jesus i'm not supposed oh. to be eating this and la, la, la. and you're like oh uh, yeah and it's just that's exhausting of course and out in the wider world yeah there it there is no reprieve from it because it's so um normalized yeah to especially in um women spaces or female spaces or whatever body talk diet talk food talk it is the currency of these small talk relationships yeah of oh will you have a oh uh, you know what are you having for lunch oh i'm just gonna have a salad because we had pizza last night and i was bold and la 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 and when you're kind of wise to it and you know that all of that kind of feeds into the bigger monster that's fat phobia. You just are just constantly like rolling your eyes. Of course. Well, I'm with you there as somebody who had an eating disorder. People constantly talk about their diets They're to me and stuff. And it's like talking about food all the time. I'm like, I can't let that into my brain. Stop. Like, and this is the thing. Like, so for me, like I have never suffered from eating disorder, but I am someone, you know, who suffers or you know is impacted by fat phobia of course but in those moments i always think that do you even think about the fact that you could be talking to somebody <laughs> who is in recovery from eating disorder that you could be they triggering someone into a very serious mental illness yeah. that they are trying to recover from it's so irresponsible a deadly one yeah yeah it's so irresponsible and it is constant and like for me where i work in my day job i work at a company where we get food there's food there there's lunch there's breakfast there's lunch oh, every day nice it's great yeah um but it just means the food talk is like of course 10 out of 10 constantly yeah. all the time mm-hmm. and so i have found myself through it's it's often in work because you can't choose who you work with right having to have these very gentle little talks with people and be like 
hey, you know, it'd be great if we could talk about something other than how bad we are for eating food or, you know, food actually doesn't have any moral value and what you put in your body doesn't say anything about you. Of course. And, you know, the only bad, you know, you can only eat something bad if it's either gone off or perhaps you've stolen it from a small child. Like, you know, I've had to have those talks with people or sometimes things do creep up on you. Somebody that you think you know and you think is cool and, and woke or whatever will just say something so outlandish and you're like oh shit yeah like oh shit yeah it's shitty and tough and then sometimes then you're in that moment and you're like oh do i have to be the person who says something i know i know i hate that i hate that i hate that don't make me look yeah i don't want to be that girl at the party yeah and Um, sometimes you're up for it and sometimes you're not i remember of course sometimes you just let it slide in an old job um we were talking i can't even remember what we're talking about um food still um and one of the other girls said something like oh haha ha, like oh my god sure if we ate that every day like she's like if i if i ate that every day i'd be so fat and just literally I turned around and i was like oh like me and she was like oh, um, um uh, uh, and then she started doing that which is my most hated thing of all time oh my god you're not fat you're oh, for, beautiful oh, for god's and it's sake. like girl not mutually exclusive thing. Girl, A, not mutually exclusive. B, you have eyes in your head. Like, <laughs> yeah. I am fat. Like, don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. It's so irritating. Like, it's you really know, irritating. like, you can see that I am fat. Yeah. And I do think that people have, to give people credit, sometimes I do think they have this category in their head of people that they know and love. And then this concept in their head. Fat people <laughs> who are the people that they see on TV, like my 600 ones. pound life, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and in their head, like that's someone who's obese, right? Yeah. And I would have, ha- I would still to this day have people say to me, oh, but like, you're not like obese. And I'm like, girl, I am morbidly obese. There's a chart. Go talk to my GP. <laughs> you know, like people's idea of fatness fully changes based on how much how attractive they find that person and how much they like them definitely and it's amazing how people's minds can do that isn't it it's crazy yeah it's absolutely crazy you mentioned eating gone off food there i ate a moldy sandwich i saw that on your instagram (laughs) did you finish the sandwich no i picked off the chicken um that's fair there was no mold on it though it just tasted you know when you have a bite of mold yeah 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 and that's the sneaky thing about um bread because sometimes it can be blue mold and sometimes it can be white mold and sometimes you can't see that white mold oh is that what it was maybe um the other thing that i that i picked up there was yeah i had to be that person a while ago i was in a situation where somebody was talking about a family member having to get a stomach staple yeah and a skinny girl said i'd love to get get one of those and Mm. i lost it and like my reaction was actually very disproportionate to be fair but I was in a (laughs) stinker of a humour that day anyway and uh, I did go back and apologise to her but not for what I said just for for the yeah for the fury for ferocity is that the word the magnitude of your reaction yeah Um, but yeah just fucking infuriating Um, it's and like I do have sympathy for people because it is hard to deprogram yourself from it especially if it's not something that you have to do for your continued existence true you know yeah um and some of the people who are closest to me like my parents for example my mother in particular um is not on board 
with the fat positivity thing. Yeah. But we just don't talk about it. Okay. Okay. And that's fine. So, um, but yeah, she's still very much in the, and she, but she's nice and kind and she does understand that, you know, I'm going to wear what I want to wear and whatever and any Good. disproving comment she just keeps to herself. Yeah. But I know on a level, she has said to me before when we've talked about this, she's like, yeah, like, that's all very well and good, but, you know, I'm your mother, and I know you're not supposed to look like that. And you're like, okay. Yeah. Thanks, babe. Mm. Thanks, babe. Difficult. It's hard, especially when you've done the research, like I have, Yeah. and you know that it's a lot of it is genetic. Like, if you look at every woman on my father's side of the family, we all look exactly the same. Mm-hmm. We have the same body type, all of us. Like, yeah. there's a massive genetic portion to this, and... You think about the fact that scientifically um, significant weight loss is not sustainable long term. Something like 98% of intentional weight loss, quote unquote, fails and you gain back more weight than you lost. And you get into this weight cycling. But even if it were possible, as someone who is very fat, the, the amount of time I would need to commit in my life to being smaller... It would be a second full-time job. Definitely. And I'm not up for that. I'm I just going to go ahead and live my life. Yeah. I w- if everybody's right at the end of the day and I die 10 years earlier, peace. Peace out. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. Have a good time. Lovely way to go. Yeah, great. Um, yeah. Like, who has the time to not eat the bread or drink the wine or yeah. sit in the sun or like all that kind of stuff? Like, I don't want an existence like that. Like The epitome of this for me is, do you work in an office? Um, occasionally yeah I'm from Um, home mostly so office culture is very much oh there's a box of donuts in the kitchen and you go to the box of donuts and every like all of the donuts have been cut in half (laughs) and I'm like bitch nobody is gonna eat the other half of the donut that you fucking cut in half eat the whole donut just eat the whole just eat the whole donut you're not gonna balloon into obesity overnight because you've eaten a whole donut i watched someone recently like take tiny slivers of a cake of a slice of cake cut off slimy tiny slivers and then keep going back until they ate the whole thing and i was like what a miserable (laughs) way to eat that cake You've taken all the pleasure out of eating yeah, that take, cake. Because they were probably feeling like shit about themselves every, every time, time they, they went, went back, back they were like, more. Oh. Whereas like, if you just oh, put it on no. your plate and said, oh, I'm going to eat this and ate it, then yeah. grand. I come from a family of women. Mm. Lots of women. There are some men in there, but they don't really talk. Yeah. They're not allowed to. And uh, they, uh, the diet culture is a huge thing in, in our family. It's yeah. fucking insane. And uh, I wrote a book. Um, I wrote a collection of essays when I was 18. And one of them I said... I hate when people talk about food. This is before I'd even gone through my, like, my realisation with my eating disorder or anything like that. I just hated it all the time. And, like, I was like, um, I just, it's so boring. And I was like, just eat the food, shit it out and get over it. <laughs> and my family yeah. still to this day, when they, they die talk, they'll go, oh, I know, Layla, I know. Eat the food, <laughs> shit it out and get over it. <laughs> and I'm iconic. like, I wasn't going to say it, but <laughs> I'm glad you keep, was keep that it. phrase. Yeah. Every one of them read that and was like, oh, that is aimed at me. <laughs> and they were right. I love that. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it is a struggle. And there's definitely days where you're just like, no, I do not wish to be perceived. Goodbye. Yeah. 
but that I think that's just part and parcel. Like you have days where you uh, hate your job, and then you have days when you love your job. Yeah, you have days when you think every one of your friends is a cunt, and then you have days where you love all your friends. A hundred, you know, like it's just another thing in your yeah. life that you have to contend with. Yeah, except it's the vehicle with which you move through the world. So, what do you do if you have a bad body day? What do I do if I have a bad body day? Well, I guess it depends on what I need to do. So. I think it's important to be able to give yourself grace and allow yourself to feel your feelings and have a bad body day for having a bad body day. Definitely. So if you want to be, you know, be a little potato on the couch and just be like, disgusting. Yeah. That's fine. But then if you do have to get up and move through the world, I just try to make myself feel as nice as I can. So do the makeup and put on an outfit that I know I really like and be comfortable is really important for me. Um, and then fake it till you make it. Definitely. Like, it is It is a pretense. It's just, a, and it's that thing again of I'm not actually, I, I refuse to let my body stop me doing something that I want to do or need to do. Definitely. Because I have decided, it is part of my values that I have decided that this is a thing that doesn't, matter yeah it actually doesn't matter what i look like yeah um and so i just try and do that and that's uh, the whole fake it till you make a thing is how i got to where how i got to be comfortable with my body here is your twin yeah yeah like because that's what you have to do like and if you play that narrative enough in your head it becomes real yeah it just does yeah well i I, now in 2023 we call it delulu and i think that that is that's the way forward to live yeah, your life is to bit, just a bit of delusion is healthy live your fantasy yeah. and then sometimes your fantasy comes true yeah I had like you know when I picked out um dresses and stuff when I first started wearing them like I had a style I liked mm. you know and stuff like that I was very into fashion as a teenager but like obviously I couldn't wear well I didn't wear the things that I wanted to I remember the first time I put on a dress and I remember looking in the mirror and thinking all sorts of horrible thoughts mm. and letting all that happen and then going it's nice though and <laughs> yeah. and wearing it and like that was the whole thing like of developing my style and everything was that I well also I like I, I kind of use it as an armor as well like and yeah. it's it, it got to kind of a toxic place at one point one of my challenges in the eating disorder program was to wear jeans one day <sighs> yeah and uh yeah, and then I did it the first day and everyone was like, oh, you look amazing in your jeans and everything. And then the doctor came in and was like, right, so your challenge is to wear jeans and then not talk about it all day. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm wearing the jeans. Guys, I'm wearing the jeans. Do you guys, see I'm wearing the, the jeans? Do you see the yeah. jeans? Yeah, I'm doing yeah. it. Um, talk to me about it. Um, <laughs> so that doctor was amazing. But she, she read me for filth. I, I never got that. away with anything. Um, I had to do body work in the eating disorder program. Uh-huh. So what is that? That is when... You stand in front of a mirror uh-huh. um, with the doctor and you, you the curtains are opened, um, stripped off, and you talk about your body in a neutral way. Mm. And so many statements that I thought were neutral, she'd say to me, that's not neutral. Wow. Like I'd say, oh, I have like very long arms. And she'd be like, that's not neutral. Long arms. Yeah. Like that kind of, it's just so many, your brain and. just do- Yeah, your brain just does it. Yeah, and I remember I got a blood pressure reading after one of those one time, and it was like through the roof. <laughs> but I, I was felt like I was handling it so well. But yeah. um, it's still something I do from time to time. If if I'm feeling bad, I do stand in front of the mirror and talk about myself in a neutral way. Oh, that's amazing. Um, 
Do you know what? another thing that I love to do is um, look at thirst trap pictures that I've taken of myself? Yeah. If I'm feeling bad, I'm like, let's go into the nudes folder. Mm-hmm. Let's go in and look at all these catfishy pictures. Yeah. I love it so much for me. Um, yeah, <laughs> do that or put on like nice underwear always makes me feel really good um, or matching at least, um, which is never a guarantee. Um, but I also just try and remember that feelings aren't facts and how I feel about myself in that moment the body that I have in that day is pretty much the same body that I had the day before and on other days where I felt brilliant definitely so I don't look any different what's going on is in my head Mm -hmm. and that as I I know this is a thing for for me which may not be true for everyone Maybe it's because I'm neurodivergent, maybe it's because I have ADHD and this is very out of sight, out of mind thing. But as soon as I am out in the world, I'm not looking at myself. Okay. I don't even think about it. Okay. I don't but... even think about what I look like. Okay. As long as I am comfortable in my clothes. Yeah. So I think that's really key for me. Like if I'm wearing something and I'm like, oh, I need to pull it down and like pull it up or it's not sitting properly, then I'm going to be really self-conscious. Yeah. But um, so that's something that I'm pretty lucky about. And then I always remember as well, like, probably like you feel like shit now but probably you'll look back at this and you'll be like oh I actually looked fine yeah if I'm having a bad body day or if I'm in something uncomfortable which can be two very similar feelings um I cannot stop looking at myself in shop windows or oh, anything like I that never can. car windows it's just are you the kind of person that when you go into like a restaurant or whatever and there's a seat and if it's like facing a mirror I always have to not sit in that seat because I'm like if I'm going to be sitting in front of a mirror I will just constantly be looking at myself. Like a budgie, like distracted by your own reflection. Like, Like, yeah, glued to your own (laughs) reflection. like that. Or, you know, like on video calls, I'm only ever looking at myself. I'm like, who is that sexy bitch in the corner? Yeah, no, I'm exactly like that too. Putting on my lip balm, being like, oh yeah, I'm hot. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But yeah, bad body, what else do I do on a bad body day? Um, Yeah, I think it's all just about like, just getting the fuck on with it. Definitely. Like sometimes... You're not going to feel great. And then sometimes you're just going to go and do the thing anyway. And that's part of how I pushed my boundaries and got myself to where I was in a comfortable place is to. So like one thing I always say to people who ask me like how like how do you develop body confidence and body positivity? And like like how do you get to like your body? You you can't wait for the confidence to come to do the thing. Of course. The, co- the confidence comes through doing it anyway. The confidence comes through being unconfident, but doing the thing anyway, and then realizing the world is not going to end. So like if you hate your arms and you want to, you, you don't want to wear like a sleeveless whatever, and you're like, oh, I'm not confident enough to do that. So I'm never going to do it. Yeah. You're never going to be confident enough you're never going to have the confidence. It's not going to happen. No, because you have to push yourself to do it and realize, oh wait, literally the world didn't end. You know, people didn't point at me on the street and go, that woman has fat arms. Yeah. Um, no, (laughs) shame. Um, and that you were out and about and you know, you maybe there was a lot of time you didn't even think about your arms and that's how the confidence comes. Yeah. You have to do the work. Like you can't just sit at home doing exercises although you can do exercises like what you talked about like body work like that Mm. but I think you do have to push yourself out of your comfort zone 
yeah but those exercises involve discomfort like yeah, even if that's yeah, yeah, if that's yeah. the way you're gonna work it like you have to put yourself in a really uncomfortable position like, yeah 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 um yeah. or whatever but yeah the the only way to progress is through discomfort exactly um, with yeah. anything with with mental health with any other things as well mm. um overcoming anything involves discomfort and like yeah people who look for an easy way out i just i'm, I'm so patronizing i'm like babe mm. No, not, that's not, not how gonna it's happen. gonna be it's not and magic sometimes yeah people sometimes i feel i can be a bit ungenerous with people who are like oh like you're so brave and i'm like mm, why why am i brave am i brave am i brave for just existing visibly in my body or yeah. are you making a negative association with my body and what you're actually saying is if i look like you i would never go out of yeah. place like that yeah <laughs> And I know that's that. That's not what they consciously mean, mm-hmm. but on a level, that's where it comes from. And so I don't have a lot of time for people who are like, "Oh, like how do you get to love your arms?" At the stage where I'm at now, I'm like, "They're just fucking arms." Like, yeah. Why are we having this conversation? Yeah. Why do I need arms. to love them? Like, just, like they're can fine. You just have arms. Yeah. And go out, and people will see your arms. And then you'll go home and have a cup of tea or whatever. Like, can we all gain a sense of perspective about what it is that we're so wrapped up in our heads about? Show your arms, shit it out and get over it. Shit it out and get over it. Yeah, (laughs) Um, exactly. 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 Yeah. The the word brave really sets me off. Drives me Uh, up the wall. Look at you leaving the house, you little transgender. Wow. (laughs) Well done. That's all I hear. It's um, almost like people be like, "Oh my god, that hack at you! You stole my yeah. Oh my god!" <laughs> yeah, um, we should probably wrap up. I feel like we've been talking for a while. Um, I didn't ask any of my questions really, but oh, um, what were the questions? Mm, mm, no, it doesn't matter. We, we kind of got to got through it all, to be honest. Amazing. Um, the yeah. Oh yeah, I did want to talk about um one time or. Actually, this was recently enough. A friend said to me, like, he was completely joking. But he said something along the lines of, isn't having an eating disorder the the ultimate fat phobia? And I was like, do people actually think that way? No. Because it's not the first time I've had comments like that made towards me. And, like... I, I just feel like being like an eating disorder is such a personal standard. You know, you're not. Yeah. And like, I think people who say that uh, don't understand what eating disorders are. Like, mm. they're not actually about what you look like. It's about control and 100%. self-hatred. And that that is not necessarily always about how you look. It's based on another trauma or whatever is going on. And, and you're rarely happy with, with your body. and Like, it's it not as matter. if, like, you're a certain weight and you're like, oh, I'm done now. This is amazing. And oh, I'm yeah. going to stay like, like this. Like, that, that's never going to happen. Like, no, you're no, not... no. You just want to whittle away to nothing. Yeah. yeah. And, no, I don't think that's the case at all. And I think that's a very rudimentary understanding of what an eating disorder is. And also, it kind of presumes extremely incorrectly that there are no fat people with eating disorders exactly yeah and there are (laughs) lots and lots and lots yeah um and no not at all but i do think that some people co-opt again in the mainstream you know online world people sometimes like to wrap up their fat phobia in like 
oh, I actually have a body dysmorphia and that's yeah. why I hate my fat thighs. And you're like, mm, no, baby, you just hate fat people. Sorry. 100%. Um, and so this is, you know, all that therapy speak and stuff getting Yeah. It's like co-opted. those people as well who like, you know, I, you see it on Tumblr all the time. I'm still on Tumblr, so embarrassing. But uh, <laughs> you, you see it on Tumblr all the time where somebody would be like, do you know, I love the... I love sunny days and I love this and I love being in bed with freshly washed sheets and then somebody will be like, okay, yeah, but I have depression. And it's like... <laughs> <laughs> You're like, and? Don't it's, we all? Yeah, but it's like, what? Like, <laughs> it, it, just shut up. Like, um, and the, the people, yeah, who, who will say, like horrible things and then be like oh well I have a mental illness I'm like fuck off yeah most of us do we all have mental illnesses come 100%. on 100% I'm the nicest person I know and I'm also the men- most mentally ill yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think yeah it's really reductive it's reductive it's it's not even an equivalence at all they're just not about the same thing I, I almost equivocate that to people being like equivocating like rape and attraction and yeah. It's like, oh, that person was raped because they went out looking like that, and it's like that's not what rape's about. No, that's not. It's a whole different thing. Yeah. Like it's it, that's just a, such a fundamental misunderstanding. I, I suppose before we wrap up as well, to yeah. kind of ra- turn around again and talk about kink, I think that is one of the things that really helped me be really body confident is being on the kink scene and going to parties and stuff. Yeah. And seeing people with all different kinds of bodies doing sexy things and being attracted to each other and being mainly in the nip and that definitely really helped me and I'm not really sure that that sort of external validation of having someone be attracted to you probably not the healthiest way to gain your body positivity but it's something that definitely helped me feeling desirable and being in spaces where you other people desire you Mm. um is great because I think some of the times when I feel the least good about my body is when I am in normative spaces like dating apps and stuff I'm exactly the same it's awful and and there's this thing of like men I'm straight sorry I'm accursedly straight men it's awful um men who will be attracted to you and want to fuck you but would never date you in a million years yeah and i think that is the thing that gets me down the most about my body and that's actually not about my body that's about society yeah yeah um so i I think that's the thing that i'm mostly struggling with and maybe that's the ultimate message is that there's actually nothing wrong with your body but there's a lot wrong with the way society views your body and if you can learn to separate those two things i think that's probably a great first step in like becoming at peace with yeah your body yeah do you ever meet those people who like like i i take rejection as such a failure mm. but like those people who just rejection is just they take it in their stride completely they're like oh, oh that person isn't into me grant oh couldn't be me um like, i'm like oh, i will think about that for years <laughs> to come i think i have a very big ego number one so it would be rare that i would um parse someone saying that they don't want to be with me as a rejection of me like Mm. I'm very good at being like oh sorry I didn't realize you were stupid (laughs) um but when I do feel rejection I feel it very intensely Mm. it's horrible 
Yeah. But I am really good at putting a nice layer of Delulu over stuff where I'm like, oh, that person didn't text me back for like three weeks. They must be dead. <laughs> I think you should oh, do. Well. A, I think you should do a one woman show called Delulu. I think that would be a great title. Uh, I think I will. Mm. Sold. <laughs> um, thank you for talking with me like this. Well, thank you for um, having me. I had such a great time. I love guests who just completely open up about everything. I'm an open book. Yes, that's I'm, what. It's, I have no filters. It's so relaxing. As it's such a privilege to talk to someone on a mic and not feel like you're you're gonna you have to tiptoe around them. So <laughs> thank you for that. And um, yeah, I I uh, hope we will have another episode someday. We'll have another pre-drink together. Well, we're friends. We're best friends. Now, so yeah, absolute yeah. best friends. We're like the same person. Yay! Um, and yeah, uh, I'll just do my thank yous. Thank you, Niall, my fabulous, gorgeous producer. Um, I forgot to thank Niall at the live show, and I was called out. Oh, you did thank Rightfully. him. Rightfully. That was off air, off mic though. No, it won't it be in the episode. Do you point, do you point, oh, it was off mic. Oh, it was yeah. at the end of the bingo. It was at the end of the bingo. Oh. We don't record, imagine we left the bingo <laughs> in. Imagine <laughs> you just did an episode that was just the bingo. That would have been, I would listen back to it. I honestly would. And I would like to have the same cards again to see if I could win the next one. I would not listen back to it because we, we were locked at the bingo. Oh my God. It I would just... love for you to listen back to it just so you can hear the speed at which you were calling the numbers. It was like a fucking F1 it was like we were like <laughs> me and Molly, really? like, we, we were so trying slow. to like we were trying to like copy off each other she was like what did she say and I was like oh it was this is what was that? We were like, oh my god yeah oh my god it was amazing it was so good <laughs> it just good. ended into such chaos <laughs> it was but, chaos. oh it was so fun it, it was, was great it was a, a great yeah. great uh, night if I do say so myself um yeah, who else do I thank? Uh, thank you, DJ Succulent, for my music. Um, I think we're doing an episode with him soon, actually. I'm looking forward to talking to him. have to think of a good topic. Thank you to the Bernard Shaw for being our home. Um, thank you to the drag queens upstairs for the lovely music while we, uh, mm. while we chatted. And thank you to my listeners. And thank you so much again, Michelle. Thank you. And that is... Oh, I have... Um, Talk, that was something that you were saying earlier. I have um, something to tell you off, Mike. Oh my um, god, that's very exciting. Yeah, and I love doing shit like that. Oh my the god, listener, and the uh, listeners are going to be like, "Wow, wow!" I know. It? As a listener to a get, podcast, I hate when they say we're that. We're going to so. get DMs. Yeah. I'm gonna um, tell them. Okay. Thanks. Bye.